I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. All right. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? This is stupid. <laughs> now, you know, obviously some losses mean more than uh mean more than others. And the last Lakers game I didn't care as much, you know, when they they faced them in LA and I was like, all right, cool. You know, we beat him there by 14. Um, should have beat him that first game at home earlier in the season, but and that one wasn't just, that one wasn't as bad, right? Or was the was the game with the Dwight foul? Was that the one where you were in in person? You were really upset about the refs? Yes, yeah, yeah. I think I was more mad at that game. I was really pissed off in this game too tonight. But yeah, both it, games it, in Dallas year. have been horribly called, brutal. You know. I'm just going to say this. So, obviously, I was tweeting. I was getting frustrated. I tweeted out something after the game about the refs being in favor of the Lakers. And a lot of Lakers fans are starting to pick it up and stuff, which is fun because Lakers fans are the absolute best. They're irrational. Um, They're like the no. Cowboys fans of the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people listen <laughs> we can to this. Like we to can both that. dig at Cowboys fans on that one. Yes. <laughs> but, guys, I, I mean, I hate to break it. There's no Lakers fans listening to this podcast unless Lakers, you know, unless Nick – re-listens to it but there are dozens of us dozens um, <laughs> if you don't think the lakers get any type of favoritism around the league then you're just oblivious to it yeah and you're right it is it's a very it's a common thing like it, it's just a it's a common thing within media circles it's a common thing just anything that hey when the lakers come to town you know it's going to be somewhat of a tiny little uphill battle because they are if you want to say like the Cowboys are America's team, they yeah. they are a content giant and they are a money giant. They bring in uh, all eyes are on the Lakers. The league knows that. Everybody knows that. You just got to accept it. So as Lakers fans, you have to accept that too, that you you are going to be on the other end, the, the best end of the officiating a lot of nights. And uh, I mean, I... <laughs> When the playoffs come for the Lakers, I think we just need to have a moment of silence for whoever they play in the first round already because it's going to be absolutely brutal. And well, if they play I the say, Spurs or like, you know, the Thunder or the Blazers like, you know. Yeah, but the refs aren't going to matter. I'm I'm just saying the refs aren't going to matter in those series because the Lakers are going to beat them really bad. Not going to matter as much, but they're not going to even be able to get close because you you don't like they can't even there's a there's a difference between the Lakers getting beat in the Western Conference Finals and the Lakers getting beat in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. The first round just ain't going to happen at all. I don't care if AD's hurt or LeBron's hurt or whatever. That just ain't going to happen. So it's just it's frustrating. It's frustrating the first time that happened in Dallas. It felt like deja vu in a, in a way the second, you know, the second time around and it just pissed me off. I hate the Lakers. I hate them and yeah, there you go. Obviously, on this podcast today, we'll break down the Mavericks' 114 to 129 loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Luca finished with 25 points, 10 boards, seven assists in this game. 
frustrating night for him. He ripped his jersey. We'll get into that. He only played 32 minutes, though. Tim Hardaway Jr., 22.7 boards. Dorian Finney-Smith, 13.6 boards. Uh, and then Seth Curry off the bench, 16 points. Boban, 14 points and 10 boards. Boban, quite quite the stretch there. So we'll get into that. We'll get into some of the frustrating things. We'll get into you know the things that the Mavericks went well. But let's talk about – I want to talk about Rick Carlisle first because we got the first, go, Rick. the first Rick ejection of the season, right? Good job, Rick. It, it was what they needed. It didn't end up working, but hey, you, you stand up for your team, especially when you have a young team. You don't even have J.J. Barea, Courtney Lee on the floor, or anybody like with cachet. This is something we've been talking about about this Mavericks team for a long time is that they don't have a guy that has weight or pull with the reps. You're talking about the, the Lakers getting calls. I think I don't think it's necessarily all about the Lakers and just the Lakers brand and the Lakers as an entity. I kind of think it's LeBron. I think LeBron, when he goes oh, to a team, a for sure, yeah. he has just that. He's that He's that figure, right? Like He's the, the face of the entire league. I mean, he just has so much pull. And if he says something and a ref disagrees, the ref's going to rethink what he, what he said, you know? And it's frustrating, obviously, you know, for, for other fans. It's frustrating to watch. And it's 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 frustrating as a fan, too, because sometimes it's like they're not really getting these wins, <laughs> you know, fairly and cleanly. Um, but the Lakers yeah, don't have the Lakers don't have a figure like that. And so for Rick Carlisle to stand up for his team like that, I thought was really needed. Yeah. And it's beyond when you can't just look at it's kind of like with anything in basketball right now, this whole battle of analytics and eye tests and all this stuff. You can't just look at the the box score, or personal fouls or fouls called, and say, "Hey, like, okay, Lucas shot thirteen free yeah. throws tonight. What are you crying about?" It's a small crap that like LeBron Lakers. The fact that the like small off. stuff of the the push off stuff that LeBron does, that how much that they fight these foul calls. The fact that even on the play that Rick got thrown out on, that that they can inbound the ball. And then they stopped the you know they stopped the play and like all right now we're gonna like let Frank Vogel challenge this call that's when Rick just lost it and you know got tossed for that but even like small stuff of like there was an and one in the first half that Luca was about to shoot the free throw and LeBron was like in front of Luca at the free throw line questioning talking, yeah the- questioning everything and they didn't tell him to stop they just sat there and Luca's just watching him I'm like. And I get that, you know, he's he's MVP, like one of the best players ever. You get this respect and stuff, but it, it's it's the small stuff like that that all builds up on top of this, like just the bogus non-cause foul call. Like, it, it's just... Mm. It's a lot. All right, coming up, let's get into the rest of it. Mavericks have their faults in this, and I want to get on the – it's not just refs. I do want to hammer some things that the Mavericks did wrong in this. It's a combo. It's not just all refs. I get that for sure. But the refs were absolutely brutal tonight. That was the big frustrating thing, but I think we're done with refs for this pod. So coming up, let's get into the things that the Mavericks struggled in, the things that they possibly did well and that they can look forward to, uh, and then we might harp again on on Porzingis being out coming out after this. All right, Isaac, let's get into the uh, the actual game and where the Mavericks really struggled. Um, they just struggled protecting the rim. I mean, even with Maxie in there, even with you know Dwight and Maxie in there together, even with Boban, and Boban's not the greatest rim protector. He's a big body. But when, when LeBron has a roller and he can just hit these pinpoint passes, it's almost what Luka does to other teams with Dwight, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, or Maxi, or even Boban. Like, they just, you can just pick defenses apart easily if they don't have a rim protector and two players in the pick and roll that are on the same page. And that's what he was just doing all night. 
Oh, God, man. At the end of the first quarter, um, I think I might have counted the first quarter of the second, uh, second or first bucket of the second quarter, but you know, the Lakers had 24 points in the paint. And, I mean, in the first quarter, quarter, not, not half or anything in the first quarter because they put up, what, I think 47 45. 45 in the first, you know, in the first quarter, and I, th- I think that was the most they've put up in a whole, since, yeah, like, the whole season. Six, <laughs> um, maybe their points in the half was the first, was the most they've put up since 2006 or something like that. But yeah, I mean, Dallas just had no answer in the paint, and the whole conversation about another big man, I mean, it just strengthens at this point. And however you feel about Andre Drummond, he would have helped tonight. So I, I'm not I'm not sitting there saying go get him. I'm not in that crowd of like oh, all this stuff. He would have helped tonight because it it, it does it does help that crowd argument of saying there is there needs to be another bigger body in there. There's a difference between Andre Drummond helping and Andre Drummond answering questions. I don't think he answers enough mm-hmm. questions. I think he would have helped, sure, right? Like yes. you can agree with that, but I don't yes. think overall there it's just too complicated. We did three pods on it, so you can go back and listen to our last couple. Um, why they should get Andre Drummond, and then I did a solo pod a couple days ago, the the positives and the negatives on it. So you can go. I listen. don't think Kristaps Porzingis is the cure all, though. I will say this: I but don't do think the- you can watch these games and say, "Hey guys, we got torched, but Porzingis is out, so it, it's you know it's all fine." They played him close in the can- first two two games with Porzingis, though, and they had AD yeah. in those first ones. I yeah, just think he makes I'm such saying- a big difference. He does make a big difference, but I don't think you can sit on your hands and say, right. "Hey, I don't think we should even think about doing anything with this front court rotation because Porzingis is hurt." And I, I, I get that they played him well when Porzingis is there, but there is a question mark when it comes to that. When you face these teams, like even like Javale and Dwight Howard, were giving them kind of problems. And, you know, well, so it, it, it wasn't even them though. It's LeBron. LeBron putting them in spots to succeed and just being big and finishing and, and them sti- but, sticking in their role. But when they went out with foul trouble and they both had what five fouls, that's yeah. when Dallas kind of went on a run. You know, there. And yeah, right. The paint opened up for them. They had the you know you know rebounding everything. So. Dallas has got to figure that out. I don't know what the answer is to that. And, you know, after do you wait until Porzingis comes back and then see how that, you know, plays out from there? But, um, I mean, even tonight, you know, without Anthony Davis, they made a point to get, you know, get in transition. And Lakers just, I mean, they were just run up, running up and down the floor yeah. on them. And well, it's because they were getting stops. They were getting stops at the rim. You get stops at the rim, you get, a, you know, an outlet pass, and then you get LeBron in space, and all of a sudden it's, you know, transition yeah. bucket. Rob Palinka, I mean, if he's not calling Vladi at halftime, hey, uh, Vladi, did you, you know, Kyle's got 21 at halftime. So about that Bog- Bogdan Yeah, about trade, Bogdan. <laughs> Vladi's like, yes, I love him. <laughs> you, know, you know, he has 21 at halftime. Give me. Uh, but no. Nah, and that, even and like that's, a, that is probably the best half he's ever played. His He's played this entire season. So, I mean, that was he unlucky. Still had, just had, that was unlucky for the Mavericks, too. He played terrible the second half. He did play terrible the second half. I don't even think he like I wouldn't even say that he played like outstanding. He like there were still open shots, just random shot selection. Him off the dribbles just we- weird, but I don't want to have a Kuzma conversation. Neither, um, neither do I. <laughs> uh, I mean LeBron was LeBron in this game. He was he was great, especially because he was battling the flu and <laughs> just you just you love a good through. you love a good like 
reach to the depths and pull out from the, the bottom of your soul. Like you're just on your, on your last rope. You love that, that, that story of, you know, resilience, that story of courage. Like you just love those type yeah. of stories. Don't you? I about threw something at my TV <laughs> when LeBron in the first quarter walked down was to the huffing, other end and, and, put, and put his hands on his knees and <laughs> I'm like, bro, no, you're not. Like, he is the talking about king. He is the king of being over dramatic when it comes to these things and knowing that the spotlight's on him, knowing that's ESPN, hoping that man, his boy Mark Jackson, oh my gosh, is gonna, Mark Jackson is going to you know point this out. Which I I didn't get to go to the game tonight. My wife is 33 weeks pregnant. We had storms. My one-year-old's going crazy in the house, so she needed my help, and she's not feeling too well right now during these last stages of uh, round two of pregnancy. Talk and, about uh, reach from the depths, resiliency. So anyway, I had to stay. The I Harris had to stay, house. I had to stay at home uh, with the fam tonight, and the. I mean, I think worse than not going to the game in person was having to hear Mark Jackson. Oh my god! I had to. So I had bad. to. I had to mute that thing because I, I mean, he's bad on both sides. If you're a fan of either team, yeah. like just not not a good listening Gotta experience overall. Gotta respect that greatness. Yeah, tell me what you know about LeBron, Jackson. that man, right? That like talk about somebody else. Oh, it was worse because I watched the Knicks Pelicans game before, and it was Doris and Breen, and I was like, really? I love them. Just missed them. Just missed them by one game. Um, yeah, LeBron, lo- I, LeBron in this I, game, 35 points, 16 boards, seven assists. Um, Dorian just can't guard LeBron, and I, I mean it. It's he, not a shot at Dorian. It's not. He's just smaller. I, he's so much. He, he looks so small next to him. LeBron just probably skinny. has thirty five pounds on him and maybe two inches of height. You know, like it's just. It, it's and, like the equivalent of Costas and Boban at that jump ball at the end of the game. That was like <laughs> that's like Dorian and LeBron in yeah. a way, and it, it's not a shot at, at Dorian. But when you're just letting, you know, they were daring LeBron to score tonight, and just leaving Dorian on an island with LeBron and you know LeBron's got what far probably 40 pounds on Dorian and he just you know beasting him there and the, some of them were dot 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 post-ups and <laughs> you know and just yeah I, I don't I don't take it a shot at Dorian at all they just yeah. you know needed to at, at some points I was saying man I would dare other Lakers to beat you but it's you know, it's hard would, to because sent a double. LeBron. If you double, LeBron, you know, picks you apart with his passing, which he did in this game too. I mean, I much I would much rather have KCP shooting a three than LeBron shooting it from like five <laughs> feet out. Oh, you love your KCP. But no, I I think wait wait you know, one more thing about Dorian before we move on. Uh, did you see that report from McMahon in, that was in the Hoop Collective? No, I'm about halfway through that pod. He said a scout told him. That they were talking about Robert Covington, and they were, you know, talking about, uh, you know, if he could get moved, you know, if the Mavs could get in on it. And he point the scout pointed to Dorian Finney-Smith and said, "He's better than Robert Covington right now." Let's go! Whoa, whoa! I don't think that's that hot of a take. I don't think Dorian's had I an incredible season. He has, and I, I don't, I don't think. I don't think it's an automatic. Hey, you bring in Covington, bam, he's an automatic upgrade over over Dorian. I don't think it's. That I at think all. I think you bring in Covington, you pair him with Dorian. That's an upgrade on your defense. That's a, that's an upgrade on oh, your yeah. perimeter defense. Like that would be the key for me if the Mavericks were able to do that, which it sounds like Covington is being shopped. You know, or at least they're taking. You know, I guess requests. They're taking. <laughs> not he's not like a he's not like a jukebox. But 
they're taking a, uh, a song requests they're right taking, now. <laughs> they're taking calls on Covington and uh if the Mavericks could get in on that that's that would be one that I would much rather do than Drummond I think upping the perimeter defense I think would greatly improve this Mavericks team and if you can put oh, Covington yeah. and Dorian and uh and Luca and Porzingis you put Covington at your four and then Dorian at your three Luca at the one then put Seth or you know whoever else Tim Hardaway Jr. That that that's a lineup right there. Like that's a five man to close games. Unit, I mean, Dallas unit to close games. To, that would be incredible. Dallas still wants their two bigs out there, and just like rebounding, man. Like I feel like they got slaughtered on the board. Yeah, you know, it didn't. E- in the long run, they equaled out around uh, yeah, th- around even when it two more comes for the to- Lakers. That's it. Yeah, but like that first half and stuff. It just, I mean, and guys, like we love Boban. Yeah. But the answer isn't just play Boban more because you've seen kind of Dallas kind of figured out in the second half that they should be doing this to the bigs like Dwight and JaVale and them when they were running the high high pick and rolls and getting Dwight Howard in these pick and rolls so Luka can get past him. And I'm like, yes, yes, let's do that more. And but the Boban stuff, like we love Boban and I love the energy it brought in. I even tweeted out like at the very start of the game, I said, uh, we might get some Boban minutes tonight. And we definitely did. Uh, he's typically played against Dwight Howard, uh, this season. They've liked, you know, playing him against Howard. So I was kind of predicting that too, but, but as soon as Boban gets in there, I mean, they just put him in the high pick and roll and uh, it's over at that point. So, I don't know what they do with this front court thing. If they do try to fix it before KP, I think, you know, where KP comes back, I've seen him, you know, he's working out before the game and stuff tonight. But just, I mean, even at halftime, they had 16 second chance points. The Lakers did. It's just, you can't. It just felt like they were getting slaughtered on on the boards and just manhandled in the paint tonight. And which is why yeah. they put in Boban. I mean, this is a game where yeah. I think you can play him. They are going to put him in that high pick and roll, like you said, and exploit him. But you're going to at least get the what did he get? You ended up getting 14 and 10 out of him. Like that's solid production for from Boban for 10 minutes. Um, but any more than that, you're just going to get. I mean, you're just going to run out. Um, all right, yeah. coming up, let's get into uh, a little bit of Luca's frustration. And I I tallied Luca's minutes while he was in and out and how the Mavs fared. And I think we may have a bench situation going on. So let's talk about that. All right, Isaac. So um, when Luca was in the game, the Mavericks were basically outscored in every <laughs> in every quarter except the third. In the third quarter, the when Luca was in the game, the Mavericks outscored the Lakers twenty three to twelve, which was which was huge. That's plus eleven in that time everything else was um was a pretty big negative um when Luca was off the floor and a lot of this is when LeBron was off the floor too because they were kind of they're kind of shadowing minutes it would overlap a little bit but they're kind of shattering their you know minutes in and out with Luca they changed his rotations pattern a little bit in this game which was interesting um with Luca out the Mavericks were outscored by one by three and by negative three in the first three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, I don't think it mattered too much. With LeBron out in the first quarter, Mavericks got outscored by two in the first quarter. They outscored the Lakers by one in the second, and they got outscored by three in the third. Those are the those are the minutes where you have to take advantage, especially with LeBron out. Um, with Luka out, you're kind of you're trying to tread water. But with LeBron out, I mean, if those things coincide, <laughs> you, ha- you have to take advantage of those minutes. 
Uh, what's especially going- with that supporting cast and the Lakers, like you can't. Yeah. If LeBron's out, and especially when it's Rondo and Caruso, yeah, and, and without Porzingis, Dudley, <clears throat> you have to take advantage of those opportunities. And you, if they can't win those minutes, then it's going to be hard to beat the Lakers. What's going on with the Mavericks' second unit? Are they just? Is it? It seems out of sorts right now because that used to be a strength of the team, and right now it doesn't feel like that especially in these last couple of games. Is it just a ripple effect of DeLon starting and so he's not coming off the bench with them? Um, what do you what do you think it is? Because it just doesn't seem like Seth Curry was minus 13 off the bench. All the bench players except for Antonius Cleveland were all negative and they're plus minus, which, you know, was a kind of a blowout game. But Yeah, I think, you know, them trying to replace Porzingis, you know, with one of those bench guys, if you, it's kind of of goes back to that whole conversation of how Rick sometimes will pull out a guy like a JJ Brea, the third string, all the way up to the first string, so you don't mess with that second unit. And so, yeah, when you start DeLon, it kind of does throw that off because then you don't get the pairing of him and Brunson off the bench. And then in this matchup, you have to throw Boban out there. And I I think one of the bigger, because, you know, we obviously got a ton of tweets tonight from different people, and I, I, something I've seen commonly tweeted at us over the past week or so is maybe our depth isn't as you know, maybe we're not as deep as we thought. And are did we overhype some of these players? Do we, you know, did we just overperform and all this different stuff? There's a difference between having depth and when you have these group of guys that we've constantly said of they have a ton of fifth starters. And when you're missing one of your main stars and then you have to shift these, you know, fifth starters up into these different roles, then all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, maybe they're not meant to be a second best player on the team or a third best player on the team. These guys are great. These group of guys are great whenever you have two to three guys that are playing at the top of their game and they can fill their different roles and their different bullpen roles that they, you know, that they can play. So that that's I think that's what we have to remember of I don't think that we overhype these guys I think just now when you're missing a second star like Porzingis and you're asking more of these guys then that's when you're like okay I think the expectations are going up some and you're making a different face what do you go check Porzingis's Instagram story just very weird um I think Porzingis oh, no. is loving this stretch right now Based off his Instagram, I can't. Just, I don't, my phone's charging. Just based on it's just him in the car making a weird face in the dark, and it's like we got another one tomorrow. NBA. That's all he says. He's in the car. He's right outside of the American Airlines Center. Like I can see what street yeah. he's on. I would. I don't want to say that he's loving the I'm just, stretch. I'm just. I, I, this is this is my just pulling from from nothing. Like I have nothing on this, but I think that he. Loves that he is appreciated, right? Like he, I bet he's feeling some love right now that the Mavericks are struggling with him out because for a while it felt like this is Lucas' team. Porzingis has to take a back seat. Uh, you know, Porzingis. Now is you know who's grinning to- ear to ear is freaking Richard Jefferson, <laughs> who even at halftime is like, "Yeah, I got flack for saying Luca's great because of Porzingis," and you know we see this team struggling when Porzingis is not out there. <laughs> my God, come Gosh. on, God. yeah, get out of here. Um, yeah, the, the bench situation is odd. Um, yeah, it's just odd. Justin Jackson struggled. Maxi was 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 struggling to score in this game. Um, didn't hit his shots when when they just, when they when the bench doesn't hit threes and the whole team was eleven of thirty eight. That's twenty nine percent from from three. Yeah. When, when the bench doesn't hit threes and the bench isn't that great, especially with Delon not on the bench and running the second unit. 
I was, it, I was, I don't know why we didn't get Berea minutes. Why didn't we get the Berea? Like we put the Berea beacon out. You put it out in the first quarter. Why did we not I put get it out Ber- early? Why did we not get Berea minutes? It felt like this was a game for it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a health thing or or what. And it did seem like a game that he was kind of made for, but we obviously didn't get it. Um, you know, Lucas' game tonight was it was odd. It, he didn't look like his normal self, especially from the very beginning. You know, some some guys in the first half, it felt like he was trying to get bailed out, and the the calls yeah. were going so the other way that it just wasn't going to happen just to get bailed out by yeah. you know by the refs and get foul calls. I felt like in the third quarter, especially, uh, and that's when the Mavericks went on their run. He really just tried to you know focus on let's let's just get to the basket. They're going to foul me, right? Like if I can get to the rim, if I can get position, if I can get to my spot. They will foul me instead of just trying to draw contact every time. It's just, it's very, it's slightly different in the way that he approached it, I felt. Yeah, and especially when the bigs for, for the Lakers, you know, went out with foul trouble. They re, he really attacked the rim and stuff. Well, he caused and, it. <laughs> yeah, but man, yeah, his free throws, man, you know, that, that, that was a problem last year. We went into this season of saying, hey, let's, he needs to hit the 80% mark from the free throw line. Yeah. And for the most part, he has, you know, he's hitting that for the season. You know, he comes in tonight, he goes eight, eight of 13 from the free throw line, 61%. You know, he misses those consecutive free throws. He turns around, rips the jersey. Yeah. You know, and that was, that amazed me because they just let him keep playing. And I don't know what, like, what what's the role behind that? Uh, is there a rule? Yeah, they stop the game when like Kyrie's jersey gets untucked, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody gets a delayed game for an untucked jersey, but Lucas rocking a you know jersey ripped down a, to his like a deep what? V. Yeah, I mean rocking the V neck, and I mean I don't know if it's his opinion on those city jerseys or <laughs> he was just he was just mad about his free throws. I couldn't but, tell if he was trying to rip it because it felt like he was yeah. embarrassed once it got ripped, right? But then, I think he was the way he was pulling it. Yeah, it was, it was just interesting. But he gets frustrated. He pulls the jersey. That was in the first half, so he definitely got a fixed one, right? He looked like somebody that, like dropped their towel at at like the city pool, and he's like holding his jersey, like trying to like covering himself, <laughs> like pull his jersey together. And but then he just like kept on playing after that, yeah. and they didn't stop it or anything. I'm like, all right, we're just gonna play the whole game with. V-neck Luca. <laughs> Someone else's V-neck Luca is the new untucked Kyrie. Because <laughs> he came out in the third quarter and they went on that run in the third quarter. That was after the ripped jersey. So, hey, there's something to it. That's true. Um, you know, so now they ba- – gosh, what are they, two and four without Porzingis now? Um, yeah. This is not a clutch game, so we don't have to talk about that. I, I was waiting. I was waiting for it to – they could bring it to – if they brought if they brought this game back – to make it a clutch game, and then it just became a clutch loss. I would have kind of laughed, but <laughs> thrown something. Um, you know, now they welcome Philly to town on Saturday, without and Embiid. without Embiid, this will be uh, still a good team. Like I, I, you know, you can't go into this game thinking, "All right, no Embiid," and they just beat the Celtics. Be, yeah, and I, <clears throat> I think it's going to be kind of similar to what the Lakers did. I think mm-hmm. without Embiid, they're going to you know play fast pace. They're going to get it moving. You know, Horford will still be in there, but Ben Simmons will probably be a little bit more comfortable now. And they have this guy named Norvell Pell. I don't know if you saw him play against the Celtics. Um, <laughs> he's like this springy Rashawn Holmes type, like Mitchell Robinson type. 
and uh, he's coming off the bench for him. So that that's that's an interesting play for him because uh, he's he blocked a bunch of shots, grabbed a bunch of lobs when he's playing with Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons, <laughs> there was a play in the, in the game where they're on a fast break, and Ben Simmons pointed at a spot on the floor, and Norvell Pell like didn't go to it, and then Ben Simmons passed to the spot, and he, <laughs> he wasn't even there. But he had a lot of really good plays. Just that that one was funny, but. Uh, and then Al Horford is he's it's a different look than than this Lakers team for sure with their centers but uh you know he can rim run a little bit he's going to be able to hit threes and spread the floor uh Josh Richardson went off the other night against the Celtics um yeah it's it's an interesting team they don't have as much depth and so with them beat out they're really you know sucking wind for guys off the bench but the Mavericks will this will be a fun game it should be yeah, and uh, you know everything goes back. Bring it full circle. I think coming out of this Lakers game, the biggest conversation right now is what does Dallas do up front? And with you know, even when Porzingis is in there, they're starting Porzingis and Dwight Powell. And even with Porzingis out now, they're electing to go small. They're not keeping two bigs in there. It's not you know if you're thinking you know when Porzingis is in there, it's like all right, you got two bigs in there for the most part. And they're not starting Maxi. They're not starting Boban. They're starting DeLon Wright. They're starting J.J. Barea. So what do they do moving forward as far as the front court goes? Because when you look at this game tonight, the Lakers put up 129 points and they hit 10 threes. So pretty much they scored right not what 99 points that <laughs> that were <laughs> non three pointers tonight, and you know obviously free throws and stuff too. But like that's the stuff that. You know, Dallas has to figure out points in the paint, rebounds, and all that stuff heading into Saturday night. Absolutely. That's what they have to figure out. Guys, we will be back possibly tomorrow night. It depends how the game goes. Uh, and then we'll, but we'll definitely be back Monday. So, guys, we'll talk to you then. Peace out. Boom. Boom.